Thanks for joining us for another inspiring message from Elevate Church in Perth, Australia. For more information about Elevate Church or to contact us, head to our website, elevatechurch.me and take us wherever you go by downloading our Elevate Church AU app, available wherever you download your apps. When your best friend wins the lottery, you tell him of generosity, and all you get is his old TV. It may not be HD, but stay positive. When you're off to get your morning brew, you want four creams, but she gives you two. Don't be mad, tip a buck or few. She may go to church with you. Stay positive. Well, good morning. Great to have you here this morning and uh, continuing our series, Stay Positive. Quick shout out to those listening, joining us via our podcast from around the world. Great to have you here as well. And this is week four of our series, Stay Positive. One of my favorite quotes is a quote by investment guru Warren Buffett. And uh, he says this, or said this, only when the tide goes out do you discover who's been swimming naked. Now, He was referring to uh, businesses having sound fundamentals, and when the industry or the economy gets uh, a little turbulent, a little bit rocky, uh, it's the the companies with uh, sound fundamentals that actually continue on profitability, and the others, well, they get found out. And... uh, However, the reason I'm putting this up there and one of the reasons it, it caught my attention for, for the current times that we're in is, is it kind of feels like the tide's gone out in 2020. It kind of feels like the, the certainty that we may have had in 2019 maybe has, has disappeared. And so whilst this kind of sentiment is true in, in the business sense, it also crosses over to us personally that some of the things that we might have put our confidence in, might have put our security in, some of the certainties we had that grounded us, when they're removed, uh, then we're exposed. We're exposed that that have we and, and been in the habit of building our lives on shifting sand or on solid rock. And so what we're doing in this series, six week series, Stay Positive, is really just going through some very basic fundamentals, like following Jesus 101 stuff, um, that, that are fundamentals that we can take in, in, throughout our lives. You don't, you don't put these in kind of after the tide goes out. We've got to build these into our lives every day. And so week one, we talked about optimism, that, that there are reasons for us to be hope-filled even in turbulent times. Week two, the cure for complaining and the place of gratitude and how we always have things we can be grateful for, even though some things are coming against us that we may not have chosen for ourselves. Uh, Last week, uh, Stevie Hall talked about encouragement, the importance of of encouraging others and us being encouraged. And that's something that that, that God uses to stir us and build capacity and remind us that that that's not all bad. And in fact, there's a lot of great things uh, that we can be encouraged by. And I would encourage you, if you missed that, to go back and either via our podcast or on our YouTube channel, go back and check out any of those first three. So today's week four. Now, 
in the prep of this, I had this in my head, I had this joke, like an intro joke, the joke I was going to use to intro the message. It was in my head, but I wasn't sure about it. So I was like one of those, hmm, I'm not sure if, if when I use this joke, whether I'm going to be able to stick the landing. I just don't know. And so when I'm a bit like unsure in the, in the lead up, I, I, I kind of... I kind of find a few people and I workshop it with them. You know, hey, you got this joke. Uh, let, me, let me run it by you and see, and see what you think. And so this intro joke, I've actually workshopped it with five separate people and none of them got it. It didn't land with any of them. So <clears throat> what I should have done is I should have concluded that the intro joke isn't actually very good. In fact, it's not just not good, it's a little bit obscure. Like it's one of the, if you have, if you, after you've told the joke, if you have to then go on to explain it, it's like, no just, no, just don't even say it in the first place. So this is kind of the vibe for these first five people. But instead of uh, that, I've actually decided to double down. And I've concluded that the reason that this intro joke didn't land is that all five of the people I workshopped it with are morons. And that this joke is just way, far too intellectually superior for them. And so, so you want to hear it? Do you think you're cleverer than those five people? Whose, by the way, names are? No, I'm not gonna do that. Um, all right, I'm gonna do, now I wanna gamify this. So uh, here's what we're gonna do, like we'll gamify this. If you get it, and it's, this is an honor system, because we don't really, really know if you get it, unless you're sitting there like doing the Joshua De Silva face, um, who may or may not have been one of the five, I'd just saying. Um, so we're going to give you one of these. So first person, just, just stick your hand up. You don't have to say anything, but you stick your hand up. As soon as you got it, stick your hand up. First person gets this uh, sweet piece of Elevate Church merch. Of course, uh, it, you have to wait for it. Okay, here we go. Ready? Here we go. This is, the, this is it. <clears throat> oh, and those five dunderclumpins, you don't get to play, all right, because I've already explained this to you. And even though some of you probably still don't get it, you're out, you're out okay? You're disqualified knuckleheads. Uh, all right, here's the joke. Uh, okay, so today is week four of our series, Stay Positive, and I'm going to preach a message from the book of Lovato, chapter two, called What's Wrong with Being Confident? Hey, Gavin Jones, all righty. There we go. See? Does anyone still haven't got it? Is anyone that has got it thought it's a good thing I didn't use it? Yeah, all right, that's fair enough. Good thing I didn't use it, Joshua. That one was really a dud. Well, in case you missed it, this singer, Demi Lovato, has a song. It's a rhetorical question. She asks, what's wrong with being confident? Duh! I know, right? Well, come on now. Quiet, please. Um... Can we have the shushes, uh, I mean ushers, uh, come down the front row, do some shushing? Uh, but it's, it's a rhetorical question. But actually, it's kind of like, I remember this, this, this uh, title of this song because it, it, it reminded me that in some spheres, the concept of confidence is actually a four-letter word. It's actually a dirty word. It's actually kind of painted like that's not something that we should aspire to. Now, I get it. And I'm going to come back to that in a second. But let me ask a question and just, just think about this for a second. I wonder if you or how many of you maybe struggle with confidence. 
And it could be that you struggle with confidence in one particular area of your life, yet you're reasonably confident in other areas of your life. Or it could even be that you actually struggle with confidence maybe in, in, in multiple areas of your life. You know, maybe your struggle with confidence uh, is expressed in being insecure around other people, particularly people who you, you don't know well or you're into a new, uh, thrust into a new setting. Maybe you, you find yourself lacking confidence in something that you're currently uh, expected to do and you don't feel like you have the ability to actually do that. You know, something like parenting. Uh, something like in your job, you know, there's certain expectations and you're kind of living, lacking confidence with that. It could be that uh, you have failed something in the past, and we probably all have, and that failure dinged your confidence at the time and, and you haven't fully recovered from that and you still carry that dinged confidence in, into today. And, and these are very real and, uh, and very common to, to, to lack confidence in one or multiple areas. And when people lack confidence, there's two key mistakes that they make, one of two. One is, and this is kind of the most obvious one, is to pull back and live way behind the line that God would want us to live. And we shy away in the corner and we back away from opportunities and, and we, and we kind of paint ourselves into a very small corner and our world shrinks as a consequence. Or the other mistake, and this is maybe the less obvious one, but when I say it, you're going to get it, is to actually overcompensate and live way too far in front of the line and to come across as being cocky and being arrogant. And by the way, that's the, that's the portrayal of confidence, which isn't confidence. I'll come back to that. But that's the portrayal that gives confidence, the concept of confidence, a bad reputation. Because we don't like that. We don't like that in other people, and yet it's easy to do. The two mistakes, to live way behind the line. Don't apply for that job opportunity because you've already concluded that there's no way you're gonna get the job. So why bother applying in the first place? Don't take that business opportunity on. Don't uh, make that uh, step of faith in, in giving or don't uh, step forward to, to join a team or, or maybe to, to lead an Elevate group. And you just live way behind the line because you've assumed you're not perfect enough or you're not spiritual enough or you, you're not... You, 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 you're not capable enough. And all of those things come from a lack of confidence. Or maybe you live and you, lack of confidence, you decide you're gonna overcompensate and live way in front of the line. And so you now are the one that starts to put people down and verbally bully and emotionally manipulate. And in doing that, you actually erode your influence and erode people's trust in you. So then, if that's the case, what's, what, what I see people doing as a remedy to a lack of confidence is going to the well of self-confidence. You know, I lack confidence, so I'm gonna kinda, I'm gonna kinda, I'm gonna rely on self-confidence. <clears throat> Which is one of the most absurd things you could ever think about in this lifetime. For example, 5 p.m. today, if you're on dinner duty, you go to the pantry, you go to like a little recipe idea in mind, and you go to the pantry and you open up the pantry or open up the fridge, and that pantry 
you discover doesn't contain what you need, the ingredients you need to make the recipe you have in mind. So you decide, I know what I'll do. I'm going to close the pantry doors. I'm going to count to three. And then I'm going to open the pantry doors again. And I'm going to go back to the pantry that was lacking what I need in order to get the thing that I need. Did I say it was absurd? How absurd would that be? Because you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't go back to the, the place that lacks what you need. You would go to the place that has an abundance of what you need. You'd schlep out to the grocery store and guess what? It's got everything you need and more. You might even add in a few bonus ingredients. Spice things up a little. Maybe a second dessert tonight. But that's what it is with self-confidence. You lack confidence, so you say, oh, I know where I'm gonna get more confidence from, me. It's like, what? That's absurd, no, you, no. Here's the better play. The better play <laughs> is to go where there's an abundance of what you're lacking, instead of self-confidence to actually cultivate God confidence. And look, if you've done it, and by the way, Full disclosure, and I'm coming to this. I've done it. It's not a new thing. It's kind of part of the broken human condition. And in fact, Paul, one of the big wigs of the early church, he actually addressed this. He, he wrote this. If you've got the Bible app, you can open it up to this First uh, Corinthians chapter 10, a letter that Paul wrote to the church in Corinth, which is in uh, Greece as we know it today. And he wrote to them about, oh, but gosh, look at those brackets at the bottom. They don't match. Oh, Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh my God. The, the gods, let, I, we need to repent to the gods of graphic design. We have offended you. I will, I will burn Louis' shoes as an offering this afternoon. That's gonna go fine. Don't be so naive and self-confident. You're not exempt, Paul wrote. You could fall flat on your face as easily as anyone else. So here's the deal. Forget about Self-confidence, it's useless. Cultivate God-confidence. Now, this has been my journey. In my uh, primary school years and through my teens, I lacked confidence. And, and the way that expressed itself is I was very, very shy, okay? And so I lived way, way, way behind the line. I would sit quietly in the corner. And I wouldn't take opportunities when they were presented. And I've shared this a little uh, with some of you. Some of you will be hearing this for the first time, prepared to be shocked. Uh, this is also going out onto our YouTube channel at 5 p.m. today. So what I'm about to say is now gonna be on the internet and you can't erase stuff that's on the internet. At least that's what Google tell me. So um, first day of high school, uh, I went to, was sent to a, a, a school that I knew nobody. So I got my new uniform and got my bag and I knew nobody. And about 11 a.m., day one, I needed to do number ones. And, uh, you know, guys can kind of, you can jiggle and dance, just take my word for that, girls. And, uh, but only for so long. And so I'm thinking maybe I can hold out to lunch. Well, it turns out I couldn't. And all I needed to do, though, was put my hand up and say to the teacher, Miss, 
can I please be excused to go to the toilet? I mean, and, and it's not like the teacher was gonna say, no, deny me, deny me the privilege of going to the toilet. No, they, of course. And it's not embarrassing then to say like, what, you, we? What sort of human being are you? No, everyone's gonna be thinking, sure, it's a natural thing. But I was, I was living so far behind the line that I did not have the confidence to just simply put my hand up and ask, may I be excused to go to the toilet? So day one, New school, way to make a lasting impression, way to ruin my brand new uniform. I weed my pants sitting there. And guess what? It was at that moment the teacher actually insisted I leave the classroom and go to the toilet. Like, duh. And that was me. And that was me through my teens. And so when I got into my late teens and early 20s, I went, I I figured the, the, the solution, I figured it out was to go from living way behind the line to actually overcompensating and starting to live way in front of the line. So I was still in the wrong place. And so now, by now living way in front of the line, I was, I was the guy that had started, that started to uh, physic, um, verbally manipulate and, and bully people and did that through my early to mid-20s. And, and I'm sure I did a lot of damage. I mean, I'm sure of it, did a lot of damage. And to, to them, and ultimately also to me as someone to, to be trusted. Um, thankfully, through my late 20s, and yeah, call me a late developer. And by the way, I'm happy to even say that because this might be something that you think is like out of reach for you because you're now in your 20s or 30s or 40s or 50s and, and struggling with lack of confidence. Well, let me tell you this, it's never too late. That's what I can say, it's never too late. If you're someone that's currently living too far behind the line or too far over the line, it's not too late for you to get right in the place, in the sweet spot of confidence that God would want you to live in. So here's, I'm just gonna share two pro tips that that were my kind of key principles that helped me shift from lack of confidence to overconfidence to actually cultivate over the period of years, just make sure you understand that, a God confidence. So the first one is that I had to understand who God says I was. Because often the, the source of the lack of confidence can be traced back to what other people have said about us that, that wasn't true. But we, but we bought into it. And or the dialogue that we have going on in our own head about things that we can't do, would never be able to do, shouldn't bother trying to do. Either way, they're not the things that God says about us. Because God says things about us that other people may not say about us. And God sees things in us that other people don't see in us and, and causes us to not say those things about us and not see what God sees in us. And the devil loves this. He just puts his foot on that accelerator and makes sure that that becomes the new normal for you and for me if we let him. And we dwell on that and that narrative plays out in our everyday lives and that's not the best that God wants for us. I went back to school the next day with a fresh pair of pants and I kept going back and I went back for five consecutive years. Well, in year 10, halfway through, we had a careers expo. And uh, I thought the whole idea of having a careers expo in year 10 was a complete waste of my time. 
And so, because uh, I was, still had two and a half years of school left. It's like, you know, but actually I already knew what I wanted to do when I, when I left school. So I'm sitting there in this careers expo, bored to snores. And when I'm bored, one of two things happen. I say nothing or I don't shut up. And I was chatty Cathy that day. I was chatty Cathy to a point where our, my year 10 social studies teacher who was hosting the Careers Expo screamed out at me with my 120 fellow year 10 classmates, Mark Pomery, you will never amount to anything. Now, by the way, I'm not sure he's allowed to say that. I don't think that's encouraged. But look, you can't put that genie back in the bottle. He said it. It was out there and it was like, like it's stuck. He's actually one of the few teachers who I even remember by name. And unfortunately, I remember him very vividly because of this kind of thing. And if that was still my narrative today, you'll never amount to anything, then I'm just gonna live way behind the line or I'm gonna live way in front of the line trying to, trying to overcompensate. I'll prove you wrong, Mr. Hugh Moore, which may or may not have been his name. <laughs> this isn't being recorded, is it? So look, Louis already started riffing. I was just gonna let her go through 11 o'clock. It was pretty good, pretty solid. I think she's been uh, reading my notes without permission, but uh, let me riff a few things that God says about you. God says that you are created in his image and likeness. And you're like, well, he must be. Like, no. We look in the mirror like, this is what God looks like? <laughs> no. That's, that's, no. You're created in in, 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 in the image and likeness of God. That's actually what's true about you. Even if that's not your current narrative. You're loved unconditionally, even if you've been brought up in a, in a setting where you weren't loved unconditionally. Even if you're in a relationship now where you're not loved unconditionally. God loves you unconditionally. You're the head and not the tail. Even when other people have put you down, run you down, are trying to bring you down, God says, fine. You can't control all of that, but here's what's true about you. You're the head and not the tail. You have ultimate authority over them and over that situation. Here's a clangor that God says over and over and over. When you read your Bible, when things start to, to, to come up regularly, it's because they matter. And God says on endless loop, you are blessed when you go out and you're blessed when you come in. When you are heading into work, you're blessed when you go out. When you're coming back to your family, you're blessed when you come in. And you think, well, it doesn't feel like I'm blessed. Is this, no, this is what's true about you. And it may be that you have to uh, wade through certain circumstances that you don't have control over. But there can be a peace and a joy and a confidence and a security that, that's, that's in you even when things around you don't look like it. And these sorts of things that God says about us, they're actually a superpower. They're actually things that followers of Jesus have access to that people who aren't yet following Jesus don't yet have access to. We actually tap into them. And by the way, speaking of superpowers, this is my first pro tip, understand who God says you are. Here's my second pro tip. Understand your Robin. And by Robin, I mean this guy, Robin, the one in the red. 
you're Robin. And by definition, because you're Robin, you have access to Batman. Now, before I go on, some of you, because my nerd alert is kind of, feels like it's about to be triggered. Before it goes off, because it's like, you don't want to hear my nerd alert go off. It's pretty bad. Before it goes off, some of you are like, superpowers, Batman doesn't have superpowers. It's, it's just about there, Reese. It's the nerd alert's about to go off. The worst Batman ever, Bat Ben Affleck, he was asked during the film while he was portraying Batman as the worst Batman ever. It's pretty, that, that's not just my opinion. That's pretty universal, right? Yeah, pretty safe. Followed by George Clooney, second worst. Uh, he was asked, uh, Batman, what is your superpower? And he responded, I'm rich. So there you go. So he could buy stuff and invent stuff. So there you go. Batman does have a superpower. It's called money. Lots of it. But when we understand we're Robin, it actually means we don't have to do the Batman stuff. That actually we can be second in a very powerful duo where God is Batman. That God plays the role of Batman and we can access him and then we can play Robin. And together we are a dynamic duo. Oh, come on. That Really? That's all you got? Even the DC geeks? Okay, my nerd alert's not going off. My pathetic audience uh, alert just went off, actually, so I just need to turn that down as well. This is what the writer of Hebrews said. Since God assured us, I'll never let you down, never walk off and leave you, we can boldly quote, God is there, ready to help. I'm fearless no matter what. Who or what can get to me? A couple of years ago, Louie and I moved into a new old house and uh, one of the things we wanted to do was uh, get some chickens, which are now affectionately referred to as the real chickens of Kensington. Uh, one of them is, uh, name is Cluck Norris, which by the way, the Hyde Park Hotel here in Perth Metro this week just launched a new burger called the Cluck Norris. And Reese had the, had the audacity and lack of compassion to send me a picture of that burger and... It's been a pretty tough week for me, I gotta tell you. Tough week, tough week. That was brutal. Very thoughtless, Reese. very thoughtless. Callous even, harsh. It's probably the worst thing you've ever done to anybody in your life. Humanity, I, 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 question, I question humanity. <laughs> so step one before you get the chickens is to get a coop, right? So get a coop. So here's the thing, I geeked out, nerded out, get, you know, research coops, this, that, and the other, this, that. Landed on a company based in the, in the eastern states of Australia that I wanted this particular coupe. So ordered that and they sent it over. Sent it over flat packed so it comes in like Ikea style, all of the cardboard boxes. And it required two things before I could, you know, get the chickens and have them move into their new home. Uh, it required painting because it was, it was nude timber, uh, framing and roof and all that. And then assembly. So, okay, so I got busy painting. Uh, so I, I painted that um, I painted that coop entirely by myself. If your brother pretends that he did any of it, Ben, you tell him he's lying, all right? Tom Exotic, he didn't help me at all, except for the time you did. And uh, so he's a professional painter. I'd be stupid not to call on him, right? And he, he works for coffee. So it's a pretty good deal. We got coffee. Anyway, so we got it painted. Finished getting it painted. Step one, step one, pin the metal on. Painting accomplished. Now, Assembly required. So I thought, 
all right, now it's about 45 pieces, different this, different that. And, and they, they supply all of the screws and this. All of the holes are pre-drilled when you order it. And you've got little bags and, and this, is the, this is the pack of A uh, screws. And then this is the pack of B. And it went through like to, to C, G, up to about G. And I laid them all out and it gives you the little Allen keys you need. You have to bring your own screwdriver kit. That's fine. We got one. I don't know where it came from, but it's, it's in the shed. And so I got that and I'm all ready to go. And I got, I literally, I literally got the instruction book, the assembly instruction book. And I opened it to the, to the first page. And I literally started to cry. I, I literally shed a tear. I'm like, this may as well be written in Japanese. I have zero comprehension of what's required of me here. I turn the page, another tear. I turn the page, another tear. I was borderline hysterical at this time, catatonic, paralyzed with fear. Because I'm not handy. I, I don't know what any of this is. My brother-in-law, on the other hand, he is super handy. He can fix things with just a stare. So I phoned him and I said, hey, you know the coop? Yep, I finished painting it. He's a painter too, by the way, but I didn't need his help because it's not you and just like I didn't need your brother's help. Uh, I painted that thing all by myself, finished painting it. And I said, hey, to my brother-in-law, um, uh, now, now it requires assembly. And that was all I said. And he said, I'll be right over. <laughs> and I didn't know whether to be grateful or offended. But anyway, I went with grateful, and he came over, and here's what happened. I handed him, as he rolled in, I handed him the instruction manual, and he looked down his nose at me and giggled and said, I won't be requiring that. How rude! And here's what happened. For the next 45 minutes, which was, by the way, less time that I'd spend crying over the instruction manual, he took the lead. He put on his bat cape and went bat crazy. No, 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 there's a word in between. That's an adult word that I couldn't use there. So that kind of joke didn't even make sense. But it's a good thing. This podcast is PG. Uh, and 45 minutes later, the real chickens of Kensington had their new home fully assembled. Because I realized it was okay to be Robin. It was okay to call Batman. In fact, not only okay, it was highly recommended. In fact, some might say it was essential. <laughs> and that's it for us, that God has called us to do certain things. God has placed us in situations. And at no point in time is He expecting us to do anything in our own strength to do anything by ourselves. That when we understand we're Robin and he's Batman, it's the game changer. Our confidence isn't in us. When we lack the ability, the experience, that's okay because God doesn't. And he will bring it into the situation. And so when he does, so here's a question that, that we often default to when we lack confidence. When something's presented to us, we ask the question, can I do it? And if you lack confidence, you stay way behind the line and you, and you conclude very quickly, no. 
I can't do it. I can't have that conversation. I can't step into that opportunity. I can't leave that setting. I can't apply for that job. When you understand you're Robin and he's Batman, when you understand that, that you are who God says you are, this isn't the question that you and I need to be asking. There's a better question. It's not can I do it. It's how can we, me and God, do it. And that applies to any and every situation of life. It's a privilege to play our part in all that God is doing in and through you. To find out what your next step could be or to partner with us to reach more and more people by giving financially, head to our website elevatechurch.me and download our Elevate Church AU app, available wherever you download your apps.